0: And I think I did it.
1: You did, and you did a wonderful <laughs> job
0: <laughs> right there.
1: Even if that one part didn't make sense, it made sense to me. It made sense <laughs> in my heart. Yeah, and that's what it, matters. It got me here. Not, not so much here in these two spots.
0: No, it, it doesn't. It, it didn't work up here, but it worked out. It worked here. Yeah. That's-
1: Thank you for joining us once again for the Guardians MH podcast. I am one of your hosts, co-ed Beast, and with me tonight is Joe. How are we doing? Nate. Howdy. And Matt. Hello.
2: If you're joining us for the first time, Guardians MH is a 501c3 nonprofit focused on promoting mental health awareness throughout the gaming community. We strive to be a first step assisting individuals with gathering meaningful resources in a safe and inclusive
1: atmosphere. Our podcast is another way to normalize talking about mental health and is a fusion of mental health topics and gaming. Our guest tonight is Aaron.
0: Aaron, hello. Sorry. <laughs> hi, how you guys? Sorry about that. I didn't how think it was going to be so
3: short there. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh hi. Professionals
2: here. That's it. Mm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me on the podcast. I, I really appreciate it a lot.
2: Oh, no, thank, thank you for you so coming much on for board.
1: Com- Yeah, absolutely. It was it's a it's an honor to have you on. And uh on uh, somewhat short notice, I reached out to you last week to see if anybody from the uh the nonprofit or the center would be able to come on and chat. And you were, yeah, Joe, absolutely. And it's like, Yeah, Aaron, this is gonna be fun. it's funny because We've
3: I know our both of our organizations have kind of connected through the diversity lounge at PAX. Mm-hmm. However, I have never met you in person yet. It's been no. a lot of like right when I was about to come on board with a center, COVID happened. And then all of a sudden everything got shut down and we're just waiting on the next one. So I, I I've been just dying and itching to get get out there and, and meet everybody.
1: Oh man, and it's gonna be so much fun too. Uh, you know, we'll all go out to dinner too. The next one, hopefully, fingers <laughs> crossed. Uh, Pax West is gonna be the next one, yes. and you're gonna have so much fun. Have you ever uh, been to the Diversity Lounge or a Pax convention?
3: So I, I haven't, um, uh, like as I was growing up, a buddy of mine, Justin, he and I had talked about always going out to a PAX, whether it be West East, whatever. And we just never got the opportunity to, and now it's like, Hey, this is your job to go out and do this. I'm ecstatic. I can't wait. So no, I have never experienced it. However, everyone's told me it has been just a phenomenal experience and be open to
1: anything and everything. And I can't wait for that. You're absolutely right. It's, it's an experience and I look forward to it every single time. And I actually found my little, my little, like my self-care, like little bubble at the PAX convention where I can kind of like digress after, just sensory overload from the right. day where it's all quiet and everything. And I get to take it in. I still remember that it's one of my favorite parts of the convention, but you know, uh, going off that right there with welcoming you to the podcast and talking about packs and gaming and stuff. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you do? Absolutely. Uh
3: So again, my name's Aaron. Uh, I'm the, I love saying this, the video game outreach director for the center for suicide awareness. I honestly can't, express to you that the the amount of joy i get in telling people that because their first question is what is that and honestly that's a that's a very broad title i mean i i think of one of our main focus at the center was we needed a division in the sense of gaming because yes we are now evolving into a more digital world i mean you mm-hmm. look at how COVID really has impacted everything video game is very broad because yes we can talk about you know gaming on the computer we can talk about discord we can talk about all of those things but at the same time the whole gaming thing people have that I mean you talk about candy crushing your phone everybody's gaming in some aspect but um we wanted to actually dedicate somebody to that because there's been a lot of a lot of suicide in the gaming world. I mean, we can talk about wreckful as the streamer. Right. We can mm-hmm. talk about. Uh, I mean, uh, there was a, a moderator named Taki through Doctor Detox. I mean, there's there's prevalence in suicide in the gaming culture, not only in the streaming world, but in the dev in the dev world too. You know, you talk about crunch. You talk about getting stuff done at a certain time because you're under so much pressure. We needed somebody to be dedicated to that. And I'm sure most people ask, how could you be qualified to do something like this? To be completely honest, I'm not. <laughs> I The only qualifications I have was prior to doing this uh, it, it, for the center, I was a police officer for 12 years um, mm. for this. So yeah, I mean, I, I know, shock, right? <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I've dealt with the suicides. I've dealt with the mental health issues. I understand what people are going through in those situations. I've walked that walk. I deal with mental health issues myself, you know, and part of the reason why I left law enforcement was because of my mental health issues. I couldn't honestly say that I could stay there and be fully functional when I was just dying inside. I I honestly needed to be here for my family. As we were talking about earlier in the podcast or earlier before we started, know, I I have two small kids at home. I want to make sure I'm there for them. Mm -hmm. And if I would have kept going in that direction, I wouldn't have been. I know that. So I think it's very important to understand that gaming, one, has been a coping mechanism, but it's also been a a helpful way for me to really connect with other people. Um, But so, I mean, like, in a nutshell, yeah, being a cop for 12 years has been crazy. And then jumping into a realm where, you have experience. My my boss Barb or our executive director Barb, mm-hmm. she always says, you know, you have an associate's degree in criminal justice, which is the lowest of the lowest. But <laughs> I have I have a master's in life experience, so I think that that's more important than anything. Yeah,
1: hundred percent sounds like yeah. Barb. I'm not gonna lie. I know. I know. That is, I can see her saying this and I love Barb to death. She is an amazing person and she has federal background, I believe. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you, I mean her
3: qualifications, if you could have a piece of paper could probably fill them up with all the letters she puts after her name. And I love it because all I want to do is just have one that says like Aaron Wanserski video game outreach director, or have like some sort of like little thing next to it, but No, she, she is phenomenal when it comes to mental health and suicide prevention and just understanding how the mind works and how it could lead to something like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it's really great too, with, you know, with what you do now with you, you know, championing this, this part of the center with bringing it. More uh, suicide awareness and, you know, more knowledge of the center out to the gaming community outside of the conventions on these platforms is really amazing. I've caught several of your streams. Uh, Anytime I see you on and I can, I tune in and I see the center streaming, whether it be, you know, Call of Duty or whatever is, you know, being played (laughs) at the time. But uh, I always love it, and it's always a, a really nice atmosphere and uh, great uh, interactions with the viewers and everything. So that's that's a really meaningful way, you know, to get the message out there as well and starting to normalize these conversations more. Because, like you said, we can talk about these things. It there it talking about suicide carries a very heavy stigma, no matter yes. where you're talking about it. It is a topic that will literally affect every person that is mentioned to them in one way or another. Everybody has thoughts on it or a, a large percentage of people have been impacted by it, by losing a loved one or a friend mm-hmm. or somebody to suicide. So with what you guys do is absolutely amazing. And I, I I I absolutely love it, and I I do want to dive more into learning more about the uh, the center and talking about that a little bit more too. But uh, I'm trying to formulate. I had a question right here, but now I actually lost it behind three windows. <laughs> well, Hank like no, was and, just saying,
3: and hmm. the, and that's okay because I actually I wanted to elaborate actually oh, because do. you know I, I think. There is a a very severe stigma when it comes to suicide. And Barb has put it so gracefully when she has said this, and I always will repeat this every single time, is that suicide is the death that doesn't bring casseroles. And if you really think about that, that's true. You could talk about any other death and say, I feel so sorry for that person. I understand why something would have happened or it would have you know, maybe something could have changed. You could talk about a car accident. You can talk about a heart attack. You could talk about natural death. But when you talk about suicide, I think people tend to close up and they don't feel like that's something that you could reach out for. People don't necessarily want to be associated with that, but that's part of that stigma. And if you're able to talk about, yes, I'm having a problem, I'm having an issue and I don't know how to fix it suicide is not necessarily an answer. It's always a thought people. We talked constantly about, especially when I was in, in the law enforcement world, that people have thoughts of suicide all the time. You could always think about it. It doesn't necessarily mean that you act on it, but you have thoughts about it. And that's Mm -hmm. totally normal. I I think when somebody says that word, it's all of a sudden, like, everyone goes into panic mode, and that just shouldn't be the case.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I can relate just on numerous levels within just various sessions I've had and groups I've run. Um, Yeah, when that word comes up, you sort of see everybody tense up and clam up. And my question is, okay, how often are we having that thought? When is this going on? What time is this happening? You know, things like that. Make it more of a conversation. Make it sound the way that I've spoken about it, I should say. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, it's a thought. It's a thought. You know, and of course, you assess for safety, ensure that somebody that you're with is okay. But if it's a thought, okay, how do we we tackle this thought? What do we do about it?
3: And that's exactly right. I mean, because we at the center, we we give these you know warning signs. Of, we give trainings of you know what are the red flags? What are the warning signs? And of course, when somebody says, you know, I don't think a lot of people really want to come out and say I'm feeling suicidal because that's a right. that's a heavy thing to right. say. But yeah. if you come to somebody and ask them, okay, maybe that eases the burden for them. But what I always tell them is, if you get into that mode, if you get into that hard topic of, yeah, I'm kind of feeling like that, feel that moment. That's a heavy thing to feel. If somebody says, yes, I have been thinking about this. It's not like a, okay, you know, what do, what do we do? No, feel the moment. Understand that it is a, it it is a serious topic, but understand that they're not actively doing it. They're thinking about it, but they're not active. And that's what's important. Right. They're there with you, or however, you know, they are. You do what you can to help them with the resources that you have.
0: There's there's been many a time where I've had a session where somebody was talking about suicide. And it always ended with, Okay, so now you call my parents or now you call nine one one and you take me to the hospital. Mm. And then I asked my I asked my questions, you know, just to assess for safety and you know pending on those answers i might answer you know yes unfortunately we do because i'm concerned for your safety mm-hmm. but equal amount of times there's been no i'm going to bring your parents in to have a discussion about this so there can be some observation so there could be some safety planning but we're not going to the hospital right now right i said but a part of our safety plan is going to be if this goes to other levels We're utilizing 911. We're utilizing services around us to ensure you're safe. Primarily, I work with adolescents. So my conversations with this always, whenever I do any type of safety plan, I got mom and dad on the phone too. So that way they know like, okay, hey, here are the warning signs. Here are your specific triggers, right? And mom and dad, this is what you need to watch out for. If you start seeing these signs, intervene. Talk to them. But it's amazing because I, I think equal a number of times I've sent patients have gone home or I've called nine one one. So it goes to your point where it doesn't always need to be a crisis, crisis situation. It can be treated like a normal conversation. But obviously, when we talk about suicide, there's always a level that we have to be careful with.
3: And I think a lot of that also comes down to experience of who's hearing it because mm-hmm. you can talk to me about it with. 12 years of hearing people say, I wanna kill myself. I don't wanna be here anymore. I don't go into panic mode. I, I don't because I've heard that before. So now that's where I have to assess other things saying, okay, what, what is your initial thoughts? Why are you feeling that way? You start kind of investigating those things. Yeah, so you explore. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I can understand though, how somebody that's never had training or had the experience of doing that, could all of a sudden go into it, go into, uh, Oh my God, what am I going to do? I need to help you. Sometimes mm-hmm. they just need to hear that. I'm here for you. It, mm-hmm. It's it, it, suicide is such a complex thing and nobody is ever going to understand it. Nobody will. I mean, I could say I am an expert in this, that, this Barb's an expert in this or that. It doesn't mean that we always have the answers to say to somebody why that happened, but we also are learning. Okay. People are reaching out for a reason. We need to help them in any way possible.
1: Yeah. And uh, uh, some of the things that I, I notice out in the wild is when somebody does open up to that point where they're having kind of thoughts or they mention suicide. Instantly, before exploring at all and talking to the person, they dump a library of resources on them. I've heard it. I, I couldn't tell you how many times, probably over a hundred times, but mm-hmm. just seeing how many people out there instantly just go into like almost like a panic mode. And it's like, here's the phone numbers, you know, t- call this number, call this, that, you know, this is where you need to do talk to them. Sometimes it, it it's not about, you know, sure. They're having a thought they're in a low point, but sometimes they just need somebody to listen to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen to them, explore what's bothering yeah. them is it a relationship is it that you know find out what's what's going on explore that a little bit but also do a risk assessment you know it it mm-hmm. not nothing outside of being trained or certified if you're not you know if you don't have the knowledge or training to do it don't do it definitely exactly. but this yeah. is yeah. You know,
0: this is the background this is the behind the scenes as to what somebody else is doing to support and help you right we're not yeah. you know I tell I tell I tell I've said to a lot of clients, I was like, yes, there's there might be moments where I need to call somebody. but There might be moments where I have to, if, if I feel we're in a crisis situation, yeah, there might mm-hmm. be times where I have to call somebody. But if I don't have to, I'm not going to. And that's because I want to respect our process here as we're talking. I want to respect that boundary that you have. But I'm also obligated, if I feel you're in danger, that that boundary – has to get pushed a little bit.
3: One of the amazing sentences, I guess I could say, is what I've come up with in our trainings. People always will ask that cuz we give we give trainings for the warning signs, the red flags of suicide to anyone. I mean, you name it, we've <laughs> probably given it to incorporations, you know, unions, mm. whatever. And somebody will always ask, "How can I they're going to say, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't feel like you're trusting me. And they go, how do you get that person's trust and confidence? And I say, it's simple one line because it keeps you off the hook, but it also makes sure that they understand what you're doing. And all it is, is my job is to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's all it is. My job is to keep you safe. Because you are doing exactly what you just said, but you're also saying, I'm not making promises to you. If something has to get to this point, it has to get to that point. And they should be understanding to that, that you're doing what is best for them.
0: Mm. You know, and I, I think even more so, and Aaron, you can hundred percent speak on this, but crisis doesn't just mean, you know, suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideation. So like in your so in, in your experience, I guess, what else have you witnessed as far as like a crisis goes?
3: Oh, absolutely! I mean, you seriously? In in twelve years of being a cop, I can tell you, and it's weird because I say that, and it's like this guy looks like he's twelve years old. What are you talking about? You know? No. I,
0: <laughs> Wait, you're not twel- 12? No, I'm I, Yeah, no, exactly, right?
3: <laughs> in in twelve years. Crisis doesn't necessarily mean suicide. It means, Mm -hmm. you know, I I found the one that has been so prevalent and I, and I could probably understand why it would be so more so now is the loss of a job, which also equals the loss of an identity. I mean, when I left law enforcement, and I'm speaking personally here. When I left Mm -hmm. law enforcement, I was a cop for 12 years. That's all I felt like I was you know, that was my identity. Imagine losing a job for four, after you've done that for 40 years, where do you go from there? That's crisis. You break up with a significant other. That's crisis because you make the most irrational decisions when crisis quote unquote happens. And Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that and I keep saying we because the, the the center I feel like we have been so open and honest with everyone saying like look we will accept anyone. I don't care if you whatever you choose to be, who you are, what you believe in, you are valid. You have mm-hmm. meaning. That is what we're focusing on. So we understand that crisis can happen. And if it's the crisis of I failed a math test to I broke up with my significant other of 12 years or 10 years, it it does not matter. That feeling is valid. And we need mm-hmm. to do a weekend to make sure that you are safe and you don't make a, a rational or irrational decision.
1: Now, on that right there just since we've been mentioning the center, can you tell everybody a little bit more about the center we're talking about?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I know. I, I, I talk, I talk <laughs> we, like everyone we jumped knows it. Right
1: into it. <laughs> I talk I like
3: everyone knows it. So no, uh, this is the the Center for Suicide Awareness. We're a nonprofit based in Kekona, Wisconsin. Uh, if anybody has any idea where that is, it's 20 minutes south of Green Bay. If that's the best way I can say it. But we focus on suicide prevention. So training. Um, but we're also understanding that if there's something that happened, we're there for support afterwards. One of the main things that we're known for, uh, and God bless Barb for this, because it has saved so many lives has been the Hope Line. It's a text based emotional support service. Um, so anybody would just, you have a phone, basically with text capability or even on the computer, all you'd have to do is text the word hopeline to 741-741. And you can be connected to one of the trained counselors free of charge to talk about whatever those issues are. And we talk about the range of suicidal ideation and thoughts to, like we talked about, I am having anxiety over a meeting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We have the range it's, it's, I mean, I have the, the data to show people like it, it has been an amazing range. And what we've found is that texting has become way more prevalent in the sense of, or sure. I'm opening up a lot more because I'm not talking to somebody face to face or on the phone, because for some reason, I mean, for some people, and I can understand this, it might feel a little awkward, but at the same time you have an opportunity to talk with somebody to vent whatever you need to through a text base. Fantastic. Let's do it. And we've seen a jump with that. So beyond that, I mean, that, that the hope line has been the biggest thing that we've done. Um, otherwise we also started a podcast for the center. Uh, obviously we deal with the video game work. We are, more open to any sort of idea, thought, anything. We talk about, we have a, a person that does uh, essential oils it, like that, like makes blends for people that are, you know, I, I'm, I'm anxious about something here. Here's a blend that would be custom for you. Uh, it, it's, I, I always want to say we're not necessarily a cookie cutter organization because we'll try anything to appeal to anybody. And I think that that's the most important thing is being open and being transparent and saying, look, I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to do whatever the hell I can to make sure that you're okay.
1: Yeah. And that's a great example right there too, because uh, aromatherapy can be very therapeutic for individuals to essentially, you know, snap them out of a, uh, a mindset that they're in and, relax them i mean chamomile tea i mean who doesn't yep. fall asleep when they drink that i mean <laughs> i mean i love the smell of lavender and stuff but no that's really cool i didn't know about that
3: that's, that's a that's Lamander another right now another one that we we do i mean you you name it we'll, we'll try it i don't think there's ever been something that barb's ever brought up to me i mean so spoiler alert we're getting into the the coffee realm where we're gonna create a coffee for different things like it's you sometimes I, I that, that, sometimes yeah, I like too. yeah I know sometimes I go <laughs> are we really up? doing something like this? <laughs> sure enough we are. I mean it's we're not opposed to saying yes to anything. I honestly mm-hmm. can say that. And and like I said you Joe you know Barb as well as anybody. She's pretty open to any idea and I she, love it.
1: She is and uh I'll tell you what uh the first time that I ventured into uh the Diversity Lounge. I gravitated over to the booth, and she was there at the booth. This is going back three, four years ago, yeah. uh, prior to us uh, becoming a nonprofit, and she was so welcoming and had so much information and support that it was just, it was, it was heartwarming and very motivating. And she was one of the key people to. Be kind of that 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 uh, kind of role model. That this is like a mentor almost. Like she's she's absolutely amazing. And the last convention, she came over to the table and gave a hug and said hi and everything. And she's so real. I I mean, she she doesn't put on a you know CEO of a a crisis center vibe to her she is like grandma or mom
2: you know say
1: mom say mom 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 mom, My my buddy's like my buddy's mom, you know, she's she's very real, very down to earth, cool. And she her smile, when she smiles at you and is joking infectious. around, it's, con- it's infectious and contagious. Yeah. I mean, it just rubs off on you. And she's got just a great personality and everything. I, I absolutely love it. And uh, yeah, I still have uh, some of the key things in my office over on the side. You can't see on the wall, but I have some of the things. She gave me one of the challenge coins when they first came out. Yeah. She gave the, me one the of the veteran those. ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh I have it over in a corner of a frame. I I treasure that. I absolutely love it. Amazing what what everybody does over there. And I, I absolutely love love the mission. And the podcast is really good too. <laughs> the the podcast was
3: something I said I wanted to start and I had no idea how to do it.
1: I, that's the best way to do it. I'm telling you right now,
3: (laughs) man, I went into that. Like I told Barb, so I got hired full time in, I I would say like January of 2020. So like right at the start of COVID. So it's like, Hey, you're going to figure this out when everything's going to hell right now. Um, But I'm like, I want to start a podcast. I feel like that's a good way to get out there meet people and just spread a message of positivity through, you know suicide and through mental health and from from there i started just learning and saying okay maybe this works this works and i mean you go from podcast 1 or podcast 0 to like where we are now it's a 100% different and i love that i've seen that transition where I was so okay. We have to focus on the questions. Make sure I get the answers to people. You know, get, get this, and then all of a sudden, it just morphed into me having a conversation that has felt so much better than actually having an interview. And I love, I love it that way, as opposed to anywhere else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, if I, if
2: I can offer one word of advice, is don't ever give your co-host something they can meme on you about. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I,
3: You know, and it's funny, too, when we started it, you know, I was so focused on, well, let's let's share the stories of the people that have been affected by suicide. And that's Mm -hmm. still the goal. But the whole theme of it is, you know, everyone has a story. Everyone has something. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're suicidal, but it could also mean that you've dealt with mental health. And from that, our podcast has grown to an amazing group of people that we've interviewed or that I've interviewed and talked with. And, you know, I've got to interview some of the most prevalent people in my life, in my life. I'm talking like, um, for anybody that's ever, you know, I'm a, whoever knows me, I'm a, I'm a metalhead. I love metal music. Like that's, that's my, that's my stuff. Um, mm-hmm. we interviewed, go on. Uh, <laughs> yes, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. I love that. Um, uh, we interviewed Jesse Leach from Killswitch, Engage. Nice. Um, Stop. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, I reached out to him and I reached out to the, the PR people and it happened. And I go, this is unbelievable. Like, this has been one of the most amazing things in my life. From there, awesome. uh, we, we've we also, again, music realm, uh, Lacey Sturm, uh, who used to be at ah. Flyleaf.
0: Oh, I just sent oh, an yes. email to her.
3: Did yep. you <laughs> I did? Like two we, days ago.
1: Um that's yeah, like, awesome. to, I'm a big f- old dude. I used to listen to Flyleaf all the time. Yeah. I so did the music. I. That's yes
3: So did I. So like you you're I'm talking about, like these people I just reached out to who have thought have been very prevalent in my life of mental health. And I'm like, let's let's try it. Let's just throw out an email, see what happens. And uh, who was the, the, the first one, the first person that ever of any like significant value, um, or of, I guess I shouldn't say that of celebrity value uh, was Ginger Z. She's the uh, chief meteorologist of ABC in Good Morning America. I okay. <laughs> I know, like I, I randomly reached out to her and I just said, I'm like, you know, because so I, what we did was I, we signed up for something where I could get like PR people's emails and stuff like that. And when I did it, I just started thinking, okay, who has had stories of mental health? And I just started kind of looking. I sent an email, no joke. I, I this is to this day I will never forget this. I sent this email out at ten o'clock at night, right before I went home. And then I think I got an email at five thirty the next morning that said from ginger mind you who said yeah i'm in let's do it and it's like that person understands that that's what we're trying to do it doesn't matter that you know we're a small place she wanted to help people and through right. her story that was the most important thing so it's like like i said I, at this point i just try reaching out to people because what's the worst that's going to happen they say no but i want to hear people's stories and it's not all celebrities i don't necessarily want to focus on that i want to hear anyone's yeah i tell people on every podcast please if you have anything email me i will absolutely put you on i don't i don't screen people i don't so whether that's a good or bad thing, I, I really don't know. But <laughs> oh, look out we'll for me now. We'll, we'll find look out yeah. and be like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> I said we'll find out, but you know. yeah. But that's yeah. the thing. I, I don't want to. I want it to be raw. I want it to be real. Mm-hmm. I want people to understand that yes, mental health is not something to joke about, but it's also not something that's pretty either.
2: Yeah, right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I, true? and. and you're kind of proving a point here. Like you, you threw out all these messages, you threw out a wide net and it didn't matter if they're, you know, someone that's a celebrity or someone that's a, you know, a prominent figure or someone that's, you know, us little guys, right. Everyone has an experience with this and it's not like, there's no status to feeling this way.
3: No, there's not. And, and, and that's what I try to say. Like, yes, we've had the prominent or celebrity figures on, because that's going to only show that, look, I don't just talk to celebrities. I don't just talk to music artists. Right. I, t- I talk to the people that have lived through something. And if you want to share that story, I want to give you a platform to do it. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the whole reason why I've started reaching out to that. Because like I said, we're from Kakana, Wisconsin. We're not the biggest organization by any means. But we want to at least say, that, Like, look, we're on the ground doing the work let's share something with people. So it's it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing feeling. I'm so blessed that I've had the opportunity to talk with some of the people I've had, but it is one of those kind of surreal moments when you're talking with somebody that you've looked up to for so long and they tell you, yeah, I'm just like you. It's it's a, it's a great thing. Yep. And I, I, I like, I, I know I keep just going on a tangent here, but it's like with Jesse, Jesse was one of the, the first ones that I, I was so nervous and I didn't know what to say or what to do, but he was so heartwarming and welcoming and down to earth. And it was like, you get it. You understand you've been through this. And to this day, that is still one of the highest viewed, downloaded podcasts we have because the following <laughs> with him is because he's real.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. More more often, yeah.
2: more often than not, when you start hearing about ho- high-profile people that are going through the everyman, like everyone feels this at some point in time, it's always after the fact. Robin Williams, Chester Bennington, yes. right? And it, and it comes as a shock. So having these conversations with people while they're still around to go you you know what yeah it it doesn't just one day happen exactly
0: yeah
3: look at owen owen wilson Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. exactly i mean it's funny because as some of these stories come out with people they you start seeing like okay it's okay to start talking about it but then all of a sudden something will happen it's like oh no we don't want to talk about it again no, right. keep the conversation going because it's only going to normalize it and not give that stigma that I can't talk to you about something. Yes. So having somebody of a prominent or platform to talk about that, that's what's important is that it gets that message out that it's okay
1: to do that. Yep. And that's what, yeah. what we try and do with with our own podcast for the Absolute, last yeah. several years is just trying to normalize that conversation and, you know, just trying to bring awareness and bring it out to people so they can both get something from it and have a good time listening to it as well. You know,
3: And, and, and mm-hmm. again, our missions are not different. They're exactly no. the same. Yeah, absolutely. That's just what it is. And I, I feel so strongly about people that are struggling because I want them to feel safe, whether it's with our organization or with yours or with another one. You are valid, you matter. I don't know why that is so hard for people. You you are valid, you're a human being.
1: Yeah, it's just they get into a, a mindset and whatever you know traumas or whatnot they be might be going through, they just can't see past that at the moment and just need that shoulder to lean on to kind of bring them back and have yeah. them realize they're not alone their feelings are valid and they're not the only people to have those feelings no. as well. No. It's great having all the, all these outlets too, for, for support, whether it be, you know uh, the hope line crisis text line uh, you know, we have a peer support network as well in our discord server. Yep. And I'm sure hundreds of thousands of other sources too. There are places and people do want to help. There is somebody out there that wants to help you. I I, I
3: can't agree with you more. I, I really, like I said, obviously I work for the center. I love to promote the Hope line, but it doesn't matter if you don't use it. It's okay if you don't use our platform. I want somebody to use something that they feel comfortable with because I don't want, and again, I'll go back to the law enforcement days where I've been the one to tell a mom and dad that their son died by suicide. Right. Yeah. That's not a very good conversation. That's horrible to see the devastation on that end to have to tell a wife that her husband died. It's there. Those are real emotions that trauma that I still have to this day for me personally it's not easy to to really say yeah i had to completely as i'm walking up to somebody's house knowing i'm going to completely change their world right and basically say this person is gone from your life and i'm the only one that can tell you that their reaction is valid 100% i i, I that's why i i vie so hard for people to say look if we're not the person for you, if we're not the people that can help you, please find someone else. That is because the most important thing is that you're here for tomorrow.
0: Right. To yeah. steal a very famous line of Joe's. Nobody's a one-stop shop, right? Mm-hmm. You know, find the, find the people, find the group, find the, whoever it is that works for you, that you feel comfortable with. Cause at the end of the day, you're the one that matters. And you need to. You need the support that you need. Absolutely. I
3: mean, I think the hardest thing for me, because it, it's it's amazing. I I know we're going off on so many different tangents <laughs> Dude, here. You don't you, you we, don't know you're in you the right place for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the we right good. podcast. We live to sidetrack. <laughs> good because that's that's what I love. Because you, you bring up all those things. I grew up basically not knowing I had a mental illness. I don't even want to say illness, mental health issue, Mm -hmm. because I I was 28 years old when I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, mental health, or um, excuse me, uh, depression and PTSD. I was 28 years old. So now for 28 years, my entire thought process was, this is how life is that I worry about things constantly. And the fact of the matter is a lot of it is That people don't know and that's okay. It's not a bad thing, but if you feel like something's wrong, you feel like you're constantly worrying about something that's not normal and that's okay. Mm -hmm. So find a way to reach out and see what's going on. Like I said, I have been more open about my mental health and issues and struggles after I left law enforcement because I know that there's officers that I've talked to that have put a gun in their mouth that have basically been in that realm of saying I'm ready to be done with it. So if I can be some sort of a vessel to help people, that's all I want to do now. That's yeah. awesome. I know. Yeah. It's all deep here. Like this is kind of weird. So, Super no, no I'm, just kidding, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding.
1: I'm kidding. So how are those Bruins doing? I mean, Yeah. Uh, game's over. They lost horribly. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. I was hoping yeah. going to win. Yeah, uh, it's okay. No, no, no. You <laughs> know what? It's good. it's good. Go ahead, Matt. No, no, I'm sorry. What? It,
0: so what? Do you, in what realm do you do or assist with sort of like the video game world? What are you sort of looking to target there? Um, yeah, no, that's a, an amazing question
3: because I, I always fall back to I, – I clipped it because I was so – it embodied everything that I was trying to do through Twitch – um mm. so when i stream for the center i try to you know just i i play a game i be myself you know <laughs> like I, I don't know what game i was playing at the time that i clipped it. i think it was it was some it was called it was called russian fishing four it was some random <laughs> fishing game
2: like i'm serious Where like on earth did you god i love that. steam it's on steam <laughs> i love steam. Steam. russian <laughs> fishing was bad enough they made three sequels it is no joke.
3: <laughs> no, it, it, it's for. I think it's free actually on Steam. It is the most realistic fishing game you will ever play in your life. Oh, Check I it out. It right I'm not now. gonna lie. I I have no. I have. They're not sponsoring me. I just played this game randomly because it was true. So I'm playing this game, and somebody, one of my my followers that just kept coming in, started talking about how they were so, like. Just depressed because nothing was going right in their life, and they their family didn't understand. And I started talking about as as I'm playing this game, I started talking about a a, a story I had when I was a law enforcement officer about a, a guy that I talked down from being suicidal. And I started saying like, you know, what's what's the one thing that gives you hope? What's the one thing that really gives you you know? The validation to be there for tomorrow. And this guy ended up saying, like, my dog. So I started talking about that. And I just said, I'm like, look, things can be hard, but if you can find some bright spot for tomorrow, that's what you're gonna do. That's gonna be there. And this this kid ended up, I say kid because I, I know he was a he was a teenager. He messaged me afterwards and he goes, seriously, thank you so much for just sharing your story. And I'm like, Oh God, don't cry. Don't cry. It's all good. (laughs) You know, but that's just it, you know? So through a video game, through something I was just doing for fun, I was able to give somebody a hope for the next day. That was all it was about. So, I mean, you talk about the video game world. Discord has been phenomenal with that. I love, I I will praise discord and I don't know why they're not partnered with us yet because I'm really upset about that, but they, they are phenomenal. They have been the, this most amazing hub for people to, to meet, talk, get together. And that's so important. So you talk about gaming. Some of my best friends are people I've never met in my entire life in person, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's what it's about. Connect connecting being there for each other and just sharing what's important to you on that yeah. sa- actually you know you know what on that same token i'll even go on with that here i feel like i'm talking a lot so i'm really sorry about that guys
0: no because i oh, you no, good.
3: You, you talk
2: you've, it like you've kept joe quiet we're happy what, which is funny because uh. <laughs> on my on my podcast it's for me on
3: my podcast, all I want to do is be like, Hey, I don't want to talk at all. I want you to keep sharing right. stuff. So this is totally weird for me. Um, <laughs> no, I, I uh, back in, I think it was December of 19. I think it was right before COVID really started hitting, we went into a local high school and they were doing this thing called, uh, it was like, a mini course kind of thing like where it would break up their school day but you could go to something that would be not school related but something that would interest you so we came in right. we brought a whole bunch of different consoles and like virtual reality stuff that we had that we had partnered with so we brought it all in there and um we had labeled it as like video gaming for your mental health and it was just kind of a, an off shot idea but we're like let's just let's bring it in there And people signed up for it, and what was amazing, and to this day, this is still one of my most favorite things I've ever done. There was a bunch of kids that were – we brought in uh, some Switches, and it it was preloaded with, like, Mario Kart and all that stuff. And I remember the the teacher or the, the person that was leading it said, I have never seen those group of kids ever sit at a table, one another, and interacting and talking. And he mm-hmm. goes, that's amazing to me. And I go, all they're doing is playing a video game, but they're still interacting and they're forgetting about this whole stigma of, Oh, maybe you're not popular enough. Maybe you're not cool enough to hang out with me. It was just a one moment where they were just so focused on it and they were having fun together. And mm. that's what I still pride to, to, to being one of the greatest things I've ever done with gaming. That's really cool. Yeah, that's
1: a great yeah. example right there of, you know, how, how much good gaming does. I mean, it's, it's yeah. one of those things now where it, it's still, it still carries its own stigma. Like you're playing video games in this, you know, are, are you serious? You're playing mm-hmm. video? the people that, some of the people that, that say those words don't understand how positive, how much of a positive impact that can have on that person. Right. In, in their day to day, you know, with having that as a self-care tool, like I, I utilize it several times a week. And when I do, I absolutely love it because it allows me a short period of time where, like you said, you're not worrying about the cool kid or, you know, uh, you know, I got to pay the water bill tomorrow. And it's, (laughs) you know, I have no idea how we use that much water, you know, in this amount of time, you know, but or whatever the situation may be, but it gives you that, that little bit of escape for a moment. And it's, it's a great tool to utilize and there really should be more positive done in the platform because of that fact right there.
3: And, and I will, I, I I will piggyback on that. And I'll also say we do give a training, uh, that I've actually I created through the center it was it's called video games and mental health and we give obviously the positives but one of the one things I will tell people is it is not a catch-all fix for everything gaming no. can be negative oh yeah it can be and that's where you have to self-regulate mm-hmm. and make sure that yes a no- okay if i get sucked into a game for 3 hours fine as long as i'm not neglecting other things in my life that mm-hmm. are important, of course, yes, then that's fine. But, you know, it, it's it's a tool. It's not a fix. And that's the one thing I try to tell people is, yes, you can connect with people, you can do all this, but you can't rely on that being your only source of fixing that mental issue or fixing a problem in your life. Because, yes, that will,
1: that will come back and, and haunt you. I love it. I absolutely love it. And you know what, we're, we're getting towards the end of, end of uh, the show right now. I I can't believe it's been just over an hour. I mean, that kind of flew by real quick. I can't thank you enough for talking so much. I really feel like I talked. I still have a voice. No, no, no. I'm just picking. (laughs) No, no, no. no. It was a great conversation. It really was. And I I really, really enjoyed this a lot. Uh, Go ahead and finish your thought.
3: No, I, I was just going to say I I absolutely love that we are able to work together. And it doesn't necessarily have to be competing or anything like that because I love that you invited me on here because I get to meet new people <laughs> that share the same ideal. And that's what's that important is fun. to me.
1: Aaron, one of the one of the things we really do pride ourselves on is just, you know, say, you know, to reiterate what what Matt said, one of my favorite lines is no one's a one-stop shop. And to be honest, one of the key things that, that we focused on is with that being said, we understand and know that there are organizations and groups out there that specialize in certain things that can help somebody in whatever situation that they might be in, that can help them more than we can. And we love to bridge those connections for individuals. And we love working with other organizations because we could do more good together than we could separately. Absolutely. So we've collaborated with several organizations, you know, over the last year and a half, two years. And I love every moment of it. We're collaborating with several more now for some upcoming projects. And I'll tell you what, it's really an amazing thing what you can accomplish together versus trying to do it on your own
3: it is absolutely not a competition when it comes to mental health and suicide it's not i don't care if you use you know american foundation for suicide prevention over us it's fine at least you're getting the help that you need but we're saying exactly we're a resource that's available if you choose to do it
1: absolutely exactly So uh, before we before we sign off and everything, how about you tell everybody where they can, you know, get in touch with the center, where they can find it uh, on the socials and where they can find you and your your streaming schedule?
3: Oh, my God. Okay, so let me try (laughs) it. Let me try to go through my (laughs)
1: podcast realm
3: here. Okay, so you can find us on all the social pages. (laughs) We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, Discord. All are at Center for Suicide Awareness in Kakauna, Wisconsin. Uh, Twitch streaming schedule, uh, excuse me, streaming schedule has been a little sporadic because we've had a couple things in the works where I haven't really been able to focus on the streaming. However, uh, I plan on coming back to that. We have a couple things in the works, so stay tuned for that. But we are uh, on Twitch, Center for Suicide Awareness, uh, I think just one word. Uh, otherwise, we have all of our socials listed on there. Uh, And always, you can check out our our website, uh, centerforsuicideawareness.org, literally in phase two of a reboot. So it's looking really fantastic. And uh, you can always check out our podcast as well. Uh, I believe you go on any any sort of podcast app you listen on. All it is is the Center for Suicide Awareness. It should pop up. Otherwise, if you go to our website, it should link right to there.
1: Matt, do you want to take us out the rest of the way? Matt's got Absolutely. a great podcast voice. He did the same thing you did. Like, let me get my my hat on right yeah, quick. Yeah, right. <coughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you all for listening to the Guardians Mental Health Podcast. If you can, please leave us a review on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you listen to your podcast. It really helps to spread the podcast to others and allows others to see it who may not have listened to it. That didn't make sense, but go with it. Um, Keep up to date with everything we are doing over at guardiansmh.org and follow us on Twitter at guardiansmh. Feel free to join our partner Discord server at discord.gg guardiansmh. We provide peer support, mental health resources, and we're just kind of cool people. Uh, If you are able to, please feel free to donate to our nonprofit. Help us keep the lights on over at tiltify.com at guardiansmh. If you would like to help fund our mental health kit initiative, there's two different ways to do that. We have Patreon at patreon.com slash GMH mental health kits and coffee at coffee.com slash guardians MH. This helps us keep these kits in rotation and free to all who request. Be on the lookout. We have a f- couple of interesting collabs coming up soon. Yes. Um, if you're looking for awesome. Uh, just really cool merch, podcast merch, T-shirts, all that fun stuff. All proceeds go to continue to help Guardians MH and their, and our mission of reducing the stigma of mental health. Uh, Take a look at bonfire.com slash store slash
1: Guardians MH.
0: And I think I did it.
1: You did, and you did a wonderful <laughs> job right <laughs> there. Even if that one part didn't make sense, it made sense to me. It made sense in my heart,
0: yeah, and that's it, what matters. It got me here, <laughs> not not so much here in these two spots. No, here. it it doesn't. It, it didn't work up here, but it worked out. It worked here.
1: Yeah, and that's yes. all. All right, thank you, everybody, so much for hanging <laughs> out with us tonight. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on with us. We had such a a wonderful Blessed. conversation. I, I can't thank you enough, and I hope you come on again uh, in the future. And we'd love to continue this conversation. It is my pleasure. Thank you all so much yeah and thank you for you know you and the team over at the uh center for suicide awareness i i we appreciate everything that you all do every single day with making a difference in everyone's lives Uh, it's truly just amazing thank you so much
3: of course and you as well don't ever forget that (laughs) shucks (laughs) all right have, have a good night everybody
1: take care